You're listening to another Woodshop podcast, the OKS podcast of its type. Your hosts are Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find them as well as the podcast on your favorite social media platforms. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 190 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where this week we are joined by the man with the plan, but not just one plan, a whole boatload of them. And not to mention a whole list of awesome videos to walk you through every project on both his YouTube and Instagram, which are both monster accounts. One of our longtime buddies and one of the first people that Dan and I met in the community. Please help me welcome Thomas Spirit Goikovich. What an intro. I've been waiting... Many years for that intro. Ten, Many years. At least, at least three? When do we meet? 21 or 20? I, yeah, 21. probably 21. January 21 is when we went wow. to Mike's oh, place. Oh, yeah, officially right. well, I was following you guys before that. Yeah, we're, we're right. already all friends. I mean, that's how you knew about the, the whole meetup. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I started What's, woodworking in 2020. I don't know if you remember, one of my first questions I called in and I asked uh, Mike about a pine table base, and uh, that's how far I've come. There's no, there's no problem with pine, but... Pine is fine. Pine is fine. I think that's where the saying came from. Yeah. You know... What was, what was his answer, I wonder? I he did remember. say the phrase, remember? pine is fine, but he's like, it's... Because I was asking him, I was like, you know, I was, I was just starting out, and I was like... You know, I want to make maybe a hardwood top, but maybe like a pine base to save money. He's like, pine is fine. You know, there's no nothing wrong with pine. But, uh, you know, he was sort of recommended a few hardwoods instead. Yeah. <laughs> that well, makes sense. How long you've come or how far you've come? How long? How long you've come? You know who else also came long? That's a terrible segue. Dan, patrons. Oh, our patrons, <laughs> I guess. Listen, our patrons have come long. Whatever. Hey, uh, speaking of coming along, we have uh, a new patron this week, and it is Peter. And that's all the information <gasps> I have about Peter. What? It, I don't oh. think it's you. I don't think it's you. Oh. I don't oh. think it's you. I thought I like signed up, and I forgot. I think you would know if it was you. I might get drunk and do it. Yeah, but it's Peter. Oh, so, on the off um, chance it's not me. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> thank, thank you, Peter. We appreciate your uh, patronage. Uh, and, you know, as always, we like to give shout out to all of our VIP patrons. Uh, and they are Charlie Coons of Stubby K Studio, Justin Frazier of Frazier Canyon Woodworks, Jesse McIntyre of Sage Hill Woodcraft, Gillette Woodworks, Victor Aragama, John Mehoff still, <laughs> Matt Maynard of Patriotic Pines, Bill Burkle of WTB Woodworking, Malcolm at Bossa Nova Woodworks, Justin at Calvary Customs, Patrick Gensel, Scott Shirk at Red Lake Custom Woodworks, Max and Mindy Coons from Stubby K Studio. Jacob Miller from a sweet shop. Why? I just realized that we have three people from Stubby K Studios. So big shout out to all those folks over there at Stubby K Studio. Yeah, I was, I was, I was wondering that because I'm like Max and Mini Coons, and then now we have Charlie. Charlie Coons, I love it. That's a lot of stubbies. Where, yeah, um, I, I am honored. I'm also honored to have Thomas on. I'm flattered. I am also honored. Yeah. Cause like we, 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 you know, listen, COVID brought a lot of people together. Like we're all on Instagram. We're all posting. But then like when that happened, we were all, we all bonded a little bit. And like Thomas quickly became part of the core group. We would chat often. And, um, you know, 
you, you've grown so much. I, I can't wait to hear your journey. And for those of you that don't know who Thomason, uh, Thomas is, can you please tell us who the hell do you think you are? Uh, gladly, yeah. Uh, Thomas Gojkovic, uh, Serbian origin, born in uh, 1989. Now, I am a father of two young girls, um, woodworker, <clears throat> um, uh, husband, and uh, yeah, I've been woodworking since 2020. And it was kind of, uh, I wish I had a better story, but it was, you know, I was uh, teaching full-time. I was a full-time PE teacher. And then COVID happened and the school district did not really know what to do. So everyone went online. The school district was like, where do I go? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they put everyone online and uh, they especially didn't know what to do with somebody teaching physical education. So I, you know, I was doing stuff online, but... Uh, it was it was a much I'm sure you guys I'm sure you remember Dan with um, uh, you have kids in school but it's you know the school originally the school day was cut like way short like the school day was over at like noon um, originally the it was like everything was online and then they were doing Zoom stuff till like noon anyways so I was walking around my house and uh, just like pacing and my wife was like what are you doing and I'm like I don't have anything to do. So I started, like, <laughs> we just got a new house, so I started woodworking, and uh, the rest is history. I was just building furniture for the house, and I started my Instagram, started YouTube. I, you know, I started all of them, TikTok. And actually, I bought my domain name, thomascustomwoodworks.com, at that time, just to, to uh, like, have it. And I didn't end up using it until maybe maybe a year and a half ago when I started doing stuff with my website. But yeah, that's sort of the origin story, and now I'm... I stopped teaching the woodworking business. Very fortunately, is now is part of my income. So I'm a, I do personal training. I've been doing that for over ten years. So I'm a, a certified personal trainer. Um, you know, that's I do twenty to twenty five sessions a week. Um, so that's twenty twenty five hours, and then the rest fifteen to twenty hours I'm in the shop, uh, making content, building projects, um, coming out with plans. So that's me. You know, that's Thomas. That's speaking of content, you're like a content monster now. Like you come up in my feeds all the time. All the time. Opposite I'm here. Sorry. I haven't seen your account in months. <laughs> I was talking to Dan is no. like, Have you seen Tom's Thomas's account? And I was like, Well, Thomas, yeah, I was getting to that. Like <laughs> I I rarely go and check out people's uh accounts just to see right. how they're doing. But you messaged me about something. I think about a podcast yeah. episode. On Instagram, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder how Tom is doing." Because like, I see you post it all the time, and I went and checked out your Instagram, and it was like two hundred and something thousand. Yeah. And I was like, "What the? How the hell did this happen? Dan Where did this come from?" Wept. Yeah. it's yeah. wild. What? Uh, how many you can get when you like uh, buy followers, like pay them money to like see? All, all my sources dried up. That's why me and Dan aren't going yeah. anymore. It's our usual. Are, are you buying your followers from Serbia? Yeah, all, no, all the Serbian ones. Yeah, it, all the countries that are not U. Yeah, that are not U.S. I've I've, I've only bought like two hundred thousand followers, but um, the other ones are mine. But no, yeah, no. It's just nice. I try to be. Nice. I try deal? to be consistent with uh, with posting. It can be tough with two little ones at home, but uh, these days I'm like I'm like two times a week. Maybe three, Still. but it's um. But you, it, I'm trying. You were yeah. so consistent for so long. Well, he's had some real bangers too, like that that uh, workbench behind him that's yeah. up on the wall. 
that has done really well for you, at, at least on TikTok that yeah. I know. Yeah, um, and even on Instagram. Well, it's wild. I mean, I've tried to. Yeah, some of those, some of those pop off, and I, um, I hate to do this, guys, but I listened to For the Gram podcast, a competing. Never heard podcast. of it. Oh my god! <clears throat> and okay. uh, I was on that a couple weeks ago. Go listen. <laughs> all, this is all going south. <laughs> well, they like they bring up brought up a good point like a long time ago. Where like if you have a post that does well on your social media, like you don't want to post it like the next day, but like you can, it's okay. Like however long, a few months, three, four, five, a few months later to repost it. Like there are new people, nobody's going to call you out. So I've done that every three, four five months. I'll, I'll repost like a kind of a post that's done really well. And that, that helps. But yeah, can, I've just tried to be as consistent as possible. It can be tough sometimes, especially I had, I had, over a month where I was negative every day, like, um, at the end of last year. And, uh, oh, yeah. the, the post like wave yeah. fall is real yeah. rough. So, but anyways, that's, I crossed a hundred K like probably a dozen times because I kept dipping <laughs> above and below. Like I was fighting to <laughs> you stay should do a giveaway K. every time you I, go back <laughs> over. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Every time <laughs> I would hit a hundred K, I would like do a little celebration post and whatnot. <laughs> but, like, but dude, you've been so consistent and like, I mean, when, when we all met that, that year in January, like you were still starting out, we're all, I mean, not that we're all starting out, but like it was in the beginning of that, like COVID wave of, of all, everyone kind of jumping on their accounts and focusing more. And like, now you're double what we are, we are at. You've grown, uh, you know, a website, we've got your plans. You've got a YouTube channel that's very well established over a hundred K right now. Yeah. Yeah. So just got over. like, dude. I am so incredibly proud of you. You you are killing it. You're exactly what this community is about, man. This is so cool. So like, tell me like from, listen, from the beginning, how did that all scale? Like, obviously you had some bangers go off, but listen, just because you had some stuff pop off on, on Instagram and TikTok doesn't mean your, your YouTube was going to grow. So like, how did you grow all that stuff? Yeah. Uh, YouTube, if you like, for me, if you want to, for like, if you want to be a little humble, like get humbled, like go on YouTube. Oh, like when I started YouTube, I was getting in the like low hundreds of views, like not hundred thousand, but like less than a thousand for like a while. And I just had, I just had my first YouTube video get over a hundred thousand views. It's at like maybe 240,000. That's my first one over a hundred thousand views. And, and I started my YouTube channel like three and a half years ago, you know? And so it's, it, uh, uh-huh. yeah, that's been a humbling experience. But yeah, I've had a cup, you know, I've had some, that video popped up. I had some videos, gained some traction. I've had some shorts, gained some traction on YouTube. So that really helped. I just, I'm trying to be consistent on YouTube. I think, you know, as and well. That's the key, right? I mean, it's, yep. it's just, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one thing I'm, I try and add value, but it's one of those things where, <laughs> I'm like, there's so many other woodworkers that are like so much better. But I think what I can bring that are is just like I'll consistently put out a YouTube video or put out a, a reel or, or do some content. I think that's that's really helped. Also, just like reaching out to people like you guys and and talking to people in the community about you know just spitballing ideas here and there, and uh, that's really helped too. So yeah, um, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, the, as you know, the community is just so fun. It's just like a blast to be a part of it. So it's just, it's fun to be able to, to share my hobby and my, you know, what I'm passionate about with people. And some people like to watch, which, which is still surprises me. 
And how often are you posting on YouTube and like what's your content out on YouTube kind of based around? Yeah, so YouTube, I'm trying, I had a goal, not a huge goal guy, but I have a goal of posting 18 <laughs> videos in 2024. So that's roughly, if my math is correct, which it usually is not, one video like every three weeks, like long form <laughs> video. Um, so I can confirm the math. Perfect. Numbers guy <laughs> and you, math guy. Ken's good at date math. So, so <laughs> yeah, YouTube, I'm posting, again, you, the video is just, building anything takes me forever. I must be the slowest woodworker in, in the community, but also the editing, the voiceovers. So I'm trying to get a video out every three or four weeks, you know, and uh, trying to hit that 18 video mark, but trying to be as consistent as possible. But, you know, I, I listen to John Cesaro. I listen to, you know, a lot of people, Four Eyes uh, Furniture, you know, they talk about, uh, you know, Bourbon Moth, you know, Keith Johnson. It's about the quality and not the quantity. So I try not to worry on right. YouTube about, like, when the video comes out, you know, how often to get a video out. I just try and make it, like, a good YouTube video, even if it takes a little while. Right, so you don't have a... You don't have an actual posting schedule. You just do it whenever. Yeah, I just do it whenever. You feel like it's good. People that are way better okay. than me at on you, way bigger, way you know, you know, uh, are doing really well on YouTube. John Cesaro, you know, a bunch of people, Blacktail Studios. I mean, they're I've been. They've just a lot of people say, don't worry about the posting schedule. Post when the video is ready. You don't need to post every week. You know, it's, it's, you know, post good quality content when you have it. So I think it's a little different than like TikTok or Instagram when you yeah, maybe you want to get a couple videos out a week because they're short form. They're a little easier to do. But um, so, yeah, I try and put out, you know, two or three reels and short form videos on TikTok and Instagram and then long form YouTube. It, it just whenever try, I'm trying to do every like three or four weeks. Again, I'm no expert on YouTube. I, I, it's, it's, it's tough. The video I just put out about me making some logo signs right off the heels of my six figure, you know, 100,000 view video, it's at 2.5 thousand views. So it's, uh, it's definitely a grind, you know, not every video is popping off. So, but, you know, right. just trying to be consistent. <clears throat> but I appreciate those right two on. and a half thousand nice. views. I appreciate them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, every little bit every counts. Little bit. So. <laughs> It really does. I mean, shoot, I haven't put out a video in, in way too long, uh, several years, <laughs> uh, threes of years at least. And, and like, there's still those videos are still like trickling in views. So sometimes I'll check them. I'm like, how did this get another 300 views? Whatever. I love that. You know, it's nice. At least, I guess there's some. Thank you. Uh, that one is actually, that was like a, people are asking me about Etsy. I just did a zoom and I'm like, I'll post it on YouTube. That's one of the ones that like people coming back to people keep coming back to and like they'll message me about like hey watch the video i'm like really that's like a year and a half old at this point i think it's two years that's super helpful i gotta make a new when one when i started etsy i watched that video i think i watched it twice because there's a lot of good advice in there i tell people now to go to dan like dan's killing it do what dan, dan says don't listen to yeah, me and then i t i tell people to go to go watch your videos oh so god well here it goes <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, so not like to derail, but since we're talking about that, uh, I'm actually going to be teaching a class for Maker University. So Maker U. Uh, sorry, I heard something thump. 
Uh, so I'll be doing a little thing for that. So if you're interested, I'll be teaching a class there about on, on Etsy. So basically it's going to be the 2024 version of that class that I taught. It's online. So, uh, yeah, it will be through their maker university. Um, uh, Christy uh, from Nick and Christy. Yep. Uh, Christy from Oak Hill Millworks and, Ah. um, Nick from State of Woodco. Woodco. Why did I forget that? Uh, they're, they're running that. Yeah. Cool. I'll be there. Well, it's, it's, it's another one of those like, yeah, it's, it, it's a community thing. It's awesome. I'll be there. That sounds awesome. Any help I can get. All right, I'm going to ask a re I'm going to ask a really loaded question here. So you're like, you know, you're built a big time YouTuber now, big time content creator. You know, you're doing well. You're doing this full time. How come you don't have better tools? I'm sure you get this question sometimes. Um, but like, and I don't mean better by like, you know, but, but like, like, how come you haven't invested in like the, the crazy big production level tools? Exactly. That's a great question. Just a phenomenal question. I, when I started, it's like, I was just trying this hobby. I was like this new thing and I got some pretty cheap tools. Like I just have a job site saw and <clears throat> to be honest, the tools just work like they work fine. So I haven't upgraded and, uh, this may be also kind of a weird reason. Me and my wife are in a few years, we're gonna move into a different house. And I'm like, and these the tools I have, the small saws, the small miter saw, the small table saw, um, they work well. It's gonna be way easier and to move, huh? I was like, well, they've lasted this long. I can wait a few more years. And so when we move into another house, instead of like getting sort of a big, you know, whatever cabinet saw, some you know, big other uh, you know, bandsaw, whatever. I'll just get rid of these when we move and then have the new bigger ones shipped to the new house. <laughs> I was like thinking about that the other day. There I was you like, go. I want to move those tools. Big brain move right here. there. But uh but no, because I want to get a big, you know, I want to get the you know the bigger tools, more tools, but I'm in a one-car garage, and so that's actually really helpful in not allowing me to buy a bunch of tools because I don't have the space. Um, and the tools I have, again, they, they work, they work fine. They work good. I think it makes you way more relatable that though, too. too. That's, I mean, that's why that, I asked yeah. the question. Cause I think that like, I, I almost attribute a part of your success, most of it to the fact that you are just good at what you do and very relatable. But the I, thing that I makes attribute relatable, some of his success to being a listener of AWP. Well, that, yeah, that's big. Saying, yeah. Know. He learned everything he knows from us guys. Come on. But the thing that I think makes you incredibly relatable more than Dan and myself even is because pe- when people watch your video, they go, Oh, I have that same saw or like I have this, this miter station or, you know, miter saw, or I have that rolling cart or I have that flip top cart. And it's not like, well, this guy's got a 150 watt laser that he's going to cut his template on. While I have to go cut it by hand with a router or whatever, like it makes you so incredibly relatable. Um, I mean, it's one of the, I think, things that makes like Brad Rodriguez very successful because he could get very nice, and obviously he's upgraded his tools, but he sticks to, at its core to like some more approachable and uh, I don't want to say consumer grade tools, but like kind of consumer grade tools. Yeah. I mean, he, he, you know, was, he so, was sponsored by Rigid for a while, so he was, like, all Rigid for a long yeah. time. Yeah, so that was really yeah. And then Jet for a little bit. But I love that you're, you're like, really sticking to that core because, I mean, you're more relatable than we are, like I well, said. Well, to piggyback off that, one actual re- another reason why I don't use a ton of maybe, you know, your more pro-level advanced tools is I 
a big part of my woodworking business is selling digital plans on how to build like specific pieces of furniture, whether it's a miter cell station or a workbench or whatever. And uh, my whole thing is I want those plans to be as accessible to as many people as possible. So I don't want to bust out a domino. Oh, yeah, you just put these pieces together with this domino. Because people that buy the plans are going to be like, what the heck? Like, I don't have a domino. Like, how am I going to make <laughs> this thing? I bought these plans and I can't build it because I don't have the tools that he has. So I even, like, I'm building a, a stool, um, kind of like a swivel stool. I'm making plans for it. And I did some dowel joinery with this, like, $20 dowel jig. And I could have used From Rockwell, a, yeah slightly more advanced method but i wanted it to be affordable and be as minimal like use as minimal tools as possible so that somebody who buys the plans it can it can be an affordable project for them um so that's another reason i haven't upgraded to maybe more some more like advanced joinery tools is just you know i want somebody to as many people as possible to be able to you know um build what i have in in my in my plans I think it's a great approach. Yeah, I think that's it's great. Super great. Well, I appreciate that it. That makes you also very invaluable to the community because, uh, you know, aside from approachable, like it's, it's realistic applications. We all love those, like, uh, my ideal blah, 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 you know, shop. Like you see some of these people's shops and you're like, that's one day I'll have that, you know, but like the, the more approachable, the more like realistic goals are like, what like what I had two years ago, so you know, or three years ago at this point, at my old shop, like you know, I've I've scaled it, but initially it was like used tools, old tools, a lot of Ryobi, you yeah. know, <laughs> like like some whatever I can get from the big box store, you know, upgrading to the big stuff. I think I lost a lot of my related relatability when I started upgrading to bigger tools, but it was finally like you know what, what do I care more about? Like, do I want to be that guy, or do I really want to have like a shop that I really want, like? I'm just going to be super excited about. So it was really fun to, to grow that. But some days I'm not going to lie. I'm like, man, I just wish I had like a small shop with basic tools. Like this is a lot. You can <laughs> make I, it happen. I, yeah. You know, and of course I kind of go back and forth, but um, I mean, you do so well and like you have it so well organized. I feel like I've never seen your shop messy in any of your videos. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like pretty small, and, you know? So it, it helps. And I but think still. that's what makes it look bigger than it is. Yeah. You you keep the clutter to a, uh, a minimum. I, would I mean, we were talking about covered. this. We were talking about this in the pre-pre-show. And I was like, you have a pretty big shop. And no, it's a one-car garage. It's even smaller than a one-car garage. But it looks bigger than it is because yeah. you keep everything organized. And, and I am yeah, jealous. Yeah, it's 198 square feet. Not 200, to be clear. 198. <laughs> And, uh, One idea. But yeah, it's, uh, I try and I have this weird thing. I, it's a mess now. I hate the feeling. It's super weird. <laughs> I hate the feeling of like, uh, walking on a bunch of sawdust. I don't know what it is. It's like a weird feeling. So I like, Oh, is it like one of those, uh, nails yeah, on a chalkboard for like you? That. It's just it's so weird. And I'm a woodworker. So. Uh, that's weird. doesn't like soft floors, but, uh, no, but I like to keep a neat shop. I, it really does help just like not having it, like having the small shop. It helps it. I don't know. It just helps me not have a bunch of, bunch of stuff. Cause I don't have room for it. Well, you were giving us the, the tour a little bit earlier. You don't need to do it now, but just 
you showed us that it's like a one car garage that's extruded almost from like the two car garage. So I was like, where is he have all the lump? Oh, there's the lumber. And it was like, you had some nice slabs stacked up against yeah. the walls. So like you still have some storage, but it is a very clean canvas to work in because I know Dan and me, every oh. inch of that place would be filled with, first of all, off cuts, scraps. We can't throw out anything, you know, and there'll be like random shelves oh. and they'll, they'll somehow be like a, a large CNC in there, even though there's no room for it. I cleaned up my scrap area like last week. Oh. It's already overflowing again. Like I need somebody to, to to come to my shop once a week and take out my scraps. Nick Braden, get on that. That that's the problem. They get so much from me that they can't take anymore. So I need more Nick and Bradens locally. So if you're listening and you need something, let me know. If you're in the Omaha area and you need scraps, head up there. That's how it's pronounced. I've been pronouncing it Omaha for like years. <laughs> no, it's it's Omaha. Don't listen oh, okay. to him. <laughs> I like Omaha. It sounds like like it's a Hawaiian yeah. town. Omaha, Hawaii. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Can't confirm it's not. You know, like I hear people t- like a lot of people say like oh don't keep your scraps. I feel like I use a lot of my scraps like a lot so that I like keep it more than I should cuz I always end up like needing a little piece like here and there. I don't know how you guys are. Like do you guys ever need your scraps cuz I I seem to like always need them. There comes a time, there comes a time where like they become more of a nuisance trying to maintain the pile than they are worthwhile keeping around because a lot of the scraps that I have theoretically, every time I look at them, I'm like, Oh, one of these days I'm just going to make a bunch of cutting boards and have them or something like that. Some small tchotchkes. Uh, but they just, (laughs) they pile up so fast that I, I can't. So. I taught Dan how to say tchotchkes and I was like, did you, okay. So <laughs> little, little side story, right? I, I made a post in the onefinity <laughs> Facebook group last night. Uh, I may or may not have been inebriated, but I, I made this post in the, uh, in the onefinity Facebook group and people were asking me what, well, what are you making? Because I was just like giving love to the, the small onefinity woodworker, their, their original. And I told a few people, I'm just making tchotchkes. And FYI, I didn't know how to spell that word. It's it's got a weird spelling. You got to do speech. So to I text. just set it into. Yeah, exactly. I just set it into Siri. <laughs> Even I, I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with a T or something. Anyways, I, I've had uh, several people like, "What the hell is a tchotchke?" So I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. It's just a word that Pete uses. Tchotchke. Like. It's like a knickknack or what's a who's it? I learned that what that word yeah, means or, from this podcast. I feel like that's when I became a man. I feel like that's a yeah. that's a like a old New Jersey person term, tchotchke. So like that's why yeah. I know it. I've I've heard the word before, but I've never actually used it in actual real life. But here I am. I guess that's how you know you're getting old. You you're getting old. Yeah, start showing grays and start saying tchotchke. <laughs> Anyway, See, I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about scraps. Oh, yeah, scraps. scraps yeah. yeah, scraps. No, like, so, like, I, I was, listen, I'm a hoarder. I grew up not well off. I don't, I hate to say I grew up poor. I did not. But, like, we hoarded stuff that was, like, useful. Not to a hoarder level, but just, like, eh, we can use this. We can use this. You could so, see like, usefulness in it. I could see usefulness someday. in it, or I will need it one day. So, right. now that. I think like, that's how a lot of woodworkers view their scraps. One day. One day. I could use that. 
but it's getting to the point where like I can't even use all these scraps and cutting board projects and when I do my cutting board seasons. And on top of all that, my very dear friend, Keith Johnson, that lives very close to me, keeps giving me his scraps. And sometimes these scraps are just like really nice pieces, but like they're really nice pieces if you're making a ton of cutting boards every day. Otherwise, like it's gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm burning perfectly good wood because I'm just like, this is too short to use anything if, on anything efficiently. And if I need a short piece like this, I've got 30 over there, you know, mm-hmm. and then another mm-hmm. 50 in a shed. It's kind of getting out of control. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning the value of not having that stuff because it takes up space and space is time. Now, you guys, you sell a lot during the True. during the holidays. I mean, do you guys ever use oh, yeah. some of those scraps just to like before the holidays yes. make a bunch of cutting boards and then put them out? Or like, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But I'll make cutting boards and bottle openers and, you know, other yeah, tchotchkes. Yeah. And, and knickknacks. I will it? say, though, uh, when I do my so I do a cutting board season, I call it. And I do about once, maybe twice a year where I'll just like take all my scraps, start laying them out. And try to make as many cutting boards or or charcuterie boards or coasters, whatever, out of that. Do as many glue-ups as I can. But the amount of time it takes me to make sure that every piece of offcut is, like, actually four uh, um, or squared up, you know, jointed on four sides. And I can glue it upright and the grain matches and it's the right color to match the rest of them. Like, by the time I go through that, I will say that making cutting boards out of scraps is twice as long as making intentional cutting boards because you can just oh, yeah, get a board gotta... and batch it out. And then each, each off cut cutting board, different thickness. Mm-hmm. It's a pain in the yes. ass, but I still do it because I'm, I'm like, I can't just throw this out. I can't throw all of it out. All right. So Thomas, like next, what's like, what's next for you now? Cause you've obviously, you know, you're, you're doing pretty well, but you're like us, you're not done. You're going to keep working. Uh, you talked about, you know, the next house, possibly a bigger shop, but like what's next for your business for you? Like what are your goals for not just YouTube, but for your business for this year? For this year. So last year I came out with six, uh, woodworking furniture plans this year. I was like, why not come out with seven? So I'm really leaning into the plans. Whoa, calm down. Dial it back. <laughs> it's, it's getting wild. Um, so that's really what I'm, cause I haven't been making plans for that long. So that's the majority of my woodworking business. Um, you know, a little bit of income comes from, comes from content. I'm trying to build that up and, you know, a little bit comes from brands trying to build that up, but the majority really is the, the digital plan. So this year I'm just really trying to lean into that cause I've only been making those for, you know, just over a year, maybe year and a half. Um, so really that's, that's the focus. I didn't want to go and try a bunch of all these different things, you know, when this is working okay. So I'm going to try and lean into this because I've tried other stuff. I tried making mm-hmm. small, well, I started out making commission, like doing commission work, building little furniture pieces. You know, I built a, built a big dog kennel and uh, I didn't love the pressure mostly put on by myself to like make something on time that's perfect without flaws which for me is is not really a possibility but to make it like really nice and um and didn't love that and then i tried i was like i'm gonna open an etsy store i'm gonna sell cutting boards small tchotchkes if you will bottle openers and knickknacks knickknacks paddy wax and um math guy uh dan in 
I had that shop for uh, the Etsy shop where I smelled the sold the physical stuff uh, for three months, <clears throat> and I made two sales. So how many <clears throat> how many sales is that like per month? It's less than one, correct? Point six six yeah. six, six 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 until your face turned repeating. Yeah. <laughs> so that didn't work out, and I was like, "Huh, that's fun." Uh, and I looked into it a little bit, and I was. I was looking at my audience and I was sort of learning from other content creators and small business owners talking about like, you got to know your audience. And I was looking at my audience on social media and I was, I was like, there's a lot of woodworkers and makers that can yeah, make. They're not buying your tchotchkes. They're not, they can make the tchotchkes. Like why would they buy yeah. my tchotchkes? They can make them. So I was like, okay, um, we got to reevaluate what we're doing. And so I thought, um, well, I could maybe make something, make a product where they can build it themselves because a lot of my audience is other people, craftspeople who can, who can build. So that's where sort of the plans came out. And, um, and that's been, that's now that's, you know, the, uh, a lot of, a lot of my, my business. So I'm just, to answer your question. Uh, I'm just leaning more into that as much as I can and trying to figure out ways. The nice thing about having the small shop is I'm having to f figure out like things to save space. And I found, I did a poll on YouTube, which is a great feature that I found. John, Drew Witt is you know, a big fan of the polls. I don't know if you, I think he's wet works. I think wet work is the guy that gave he's his He's a big fan of my people, the polls. Yeah, yeah he's, very, a, he's a fan. I gotta, I gotta check that. Yeah, he gave his sauce off a, uh, a bath because it was dirty or something. I don't know. Um, no, Drew Witt, <laughs> phenomenal guy. Very, super helpful. I don't know where I was going with it, but... Um, uh, polls. Polls for oh, yeah. shop YouTube organization. Feature. Yeah, he's, he's just yeah. killing it on YouTube. So anyways, I, I did a poll, uh, you know, talking about the size of my audience's workshops. And it was something like, it was like over 75% of the people that responded, it was maybe four or 500 people, um, said they were either in a one, one car garage shop, two car garage shop, or something, you know, smaller than a two car garage shop. And, uh, and so really it's been nice having this one car garage shop because I've had to figure out ways to save space. And I think people relate to that who are yeah. in a small space and, and maybe they are more likely to, <clears throat> to want to, you know, try out my plans because it's, it's kind of, it's, there's some space saving ideas. So I'm still trying so that's another thing for this year is just trying to come up with trying to figure out some more, more ways to save space. So leaning into the, to the, to the plans. Right on. I love that. That's good. That's awesome. Uh, Dan, you got any other questions? Well, I was going to say are one of those plans, uh, that bench behind you in the oh, video yeah. here, the, uh, Space saving workbench that hangs up on the wall. Yeah, it's the uh, yeah the wall mounted folding workbench. That's a that's a good one. I just came out with another one. Great visual for an audio medium like this. Uh, but it's another folding workbench right behind me that is a little smaller. That because uh, I built the the wall one and just how the legs fold, it's got to be a certain size so the legs have room to fold in. And for the one car garage shop that I'm in, it's a little big. So I built this other one that's more like, uh, gosh, I should really know it. It's like uh, two and a half feet by five feet. 
And, um, and so for my one car garage shop, that is a, um, a little bit more reasonable in terms of it doesn't take up the whole space. I call it the middleweight folding workbench. And, um, you guessed it. I'm coming out with a lightweight folding workbench. That's a little smaller. What? Yep. So you heard yeah. it here first folks. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the folding, uh, the fold, folding stuff, uh, I think people like. Cool. Yeah, right cool. on. It is cool. Glad to hear that's going well for you. I need. I've been wanting to get into that uh, selling plans because yeah. I do have a lot of ideas and things. Um, not necessarily shop projects, but uh, so I, my question is like, what are you using to make your plans become a reality? Great question. I'm going to answer it, and then I'm going to kind of put you on the spot, Dan. Something I messaged you a little while ago, but. <gasps> No, no, it's all good stuff. What I'm making, long story short, I use SketchUp. I'm modeling the SketchUp to make sure it works. Um, and then I, I basically kind of like screenshot each step, each step of the plan building process. And then I okay. put those pictures of the, of the, um, the model for each step with measurements and everything in Google Docs. And so my plans are like, like pretty like very beginner oriented like step by step like usually they're like 30 pages like 20 to 30 steps like Whoa. every little step is in there so like every like it's a, as accessible to to anyone so yeah so you're not just going to assume the the skill level of each person yeah i assume i assume this is their first project so i like and if you're advanced perfect like it'll be a breeze um so i use sketchup I found that that has worked really well. I use Google Docs for the actual transferring it to the actual PDF. And then I use, every plan comes with a instructional video, which I use LumaFusion uh, to okay. edit those videos. Oh. I literally just do it on my phone. So I've, it's like a tutorial video of like every step of the process. But I use LumaFusion, which I think... Um, I heard about on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's that. how we used to yeah. edit the podcast. And we're, as I, I haven't used that. Yeah. I think Mike, uh, so I use that to edit the videos uh, for my plans. And I, as I've told you, I've, I've watched, I've listened to every episode and, um, where, uh, is Mike just out tonight or the third host that you always have? Is he, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's busy tonight. He's just busy he, just for tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh, indefinitely. Oh, okay. definitely busy. Um, we're just we're on a trial separation period for a couple of years. Cool, 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 cool. No, but uh, Dan, so that's what I use to to like make them to life. But Dan, I know you've been talking yes. about having a website, making yes. a website, and I know, and I, I again, the you're, technically I have experience. one. Com. Crushing it on Etsy. I just, like I told you in the message, the nice, I use Shopify for my products and it is so easy to set up. I'm horrible with tech and it's so user-friendly to set up and it's made so well to sell products. And I looked in 2023, I looked and I think it was, it was like 13%, 12 and a half or 13% I paid in fees on, on Etsy. And on Shopify for the fees, I pay right about like four and a half percent. So that's the nice mm. thing about the website. That would, is, that would be a big chunk of change. Is that it, um, 
the fees are lower and <clears throat> I when I it took a little while, you know, a few months, but now I get more sales on my website um, for whatever reason. I don't really know why, but I get more sales on my website and I still get some sales on Etsy because it's such a huge search engine. So anyway, I just yeah, right. I encourage you to consider the website. And we've well, talked about you, that. Double if dip. If you are a faithful listener, you you would have heard that that's one of my goals for this yeah. year. Yep. We're still early, right? Big goal guy. Yeah. Year, guy. Still got a, yeah. at least a couple of weeks left in a year. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I'm not yeah, good yeah. at math. <laughs> I definitely I definitely need to no. diversify my uh listing. Oh, I was listings. And I was thinking about uh cuz you do so much with Etsy. When I started my Shopify, they were like, "Hey, there was like, do you want to add reviews to your website? And I was like, no. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, I mean, most of the reviews that you get are overwhelmingly positive, but you get, you know, yes, some Yes, but you get that one errant one. You know, you get like, a few one-star, two-star that are so what unreasonable. What are you talking about? That, like, don't know what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so it's like, it's like they're, like, incorrect. Or like, they, anyway, so, yeah, that's one one thing that I was like, oh, there is no way that I'm putting it. Like, I don't want to stress about reviews like on another that. platform. That may have sold me right there. <laughs> that, that, you may have just, like, yeah. fixed the whole thing for Dan. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. I got to do this tonight now. Well, I'm doing this tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> so. Dan gets plenty of the, the reviews that are like, hey, I bought this uh, this product for $1.99, and I still haven't received my insert or the saw. So, yeah. you know, like, basically, people legitimately by the digital being like i thought the saw came with it yeah or, or I, I've, I've had that my product I've that. <laughs> yeah I've, I've sold an insert and i had a, a guy get mad once i may have had this twice but at least once where i've had it with like a the, chisel the saw guide. didn't come with it You're like i didn't get the chisel oh, no <laughs> dan they thought the saw was going to come with the insert yeah yeah, yeah. for how much yeah. how many dollars 25 dollars 25 yeah that's really I mean, yeah, that'd be a hell of a deal. I'd be. I'd they be thought they found a deal well, of the century. <laughs> I had somebody, and this again, I've been selling plants for over a year, and this has happened maybe four or five times. So it's not a, it's not a huge deal that you're going to get some of these people. But I vividly remember somebody was, was a little upset because they they paid for a three plan bundle, thirty six dollars for three plans for pieces of furniture, and they were wondering when. The three plans for $36 when those pieces of furniture will be shipped to them because they <laughs> thought they were buying the actual furniture yes. shipped and built $36. So, yeah, I mean, I had to tell them the uh, odds of that happening, the more and more, price. the more and more products you sell like that, <laughs> the odds of that happening kind of go up yeah. because, you know, the world is full of all kinds of people. Sure. So, and it was no big deal. I mean, I, I gave him a refund. I was like, what, you know, it happened so infrequently. I just thought it was a noteworthy message from that person. I was like, what a Please. deal they thought they got. What a delusional right. human too. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. You, you, you kind of wonder how those people like interact with other facets of their life. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you get around in this world thinking that? Well, uh, yeah, and I think we I mean we are in it so we are entrenched in how in like lumber prices so much, and although they yes they should know that 
three pieces of furniture shouldn't cost thirty six dollars. I mean, you couldn't go to Walmart and get yeah, three pieces exactly. of furniture no. for thirty six bucks. But uh, you'd, you'd be hard pressed to get three pieces of furniture from Goodwill for thirty six bucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a good point. But it's like I built a <laughs> desk for our house like a few months ago, and uh, I had to break it to my <laughs> to my wife at the end of the build. I mean, it's a nice desk, but it's a simple desk. But it was made out of white mm-hmm. oak. I had to break right. it to her that just in materials, it was like it was like five fifty, yeah. like yeah. just materials it's not, and hardware not cheap. and finish yeah. and right. stuff. And it was like, yeah, like people don't realize just how exp- like just material. <laughs> you can get it's you can crazy. get a, a IKEA desk for a lot cheaper, but no, it's uh, lumber is expensive. Yes, good quality lumber is yeah. expensive. Yes. Like we're getting into pottery by pottery barn prices just for the material. Yeah, yeah. And right. then you go up from there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we should probably jump into some of the uh, the other things that we have. Uh, I do want to yeah. I do want to call something out that we 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 didn't do maker news over the last two weeks. Uh, and there was an item that came up in the community that I wanted to mention. Uh, so so uh, Jake from a sweet shop got a tractor. I'm kidding. No, but he did get a tractor. I'm very jealous. Lee Ullman got his own shoes. Did we mention that? I don't know. Those... He could finally afford his own shoes. Good <laughs> he job, could finally Lee. afford his own shoes. But not only that, his content creation he is really partnered up out for you. with Brunt and got his own shoes. And I'm gonna give him hey. a, a pimp out. Uh, like wearing my Brunt hat. Listen, there, like, there's, there's what Jordans, and then the Ullmans. Right. There's not a lot of people out there with their own shoe. So he's pretty own badass. Shoe? He has his own yeah. shoe. Brunt released his the own Omens. Brunt. They're slip-on boots. They're actually hella comfy. Oh I do have them. Um, and I will shout awesome. out, if you want to pick up a pair, Peachtrees10 with an S. <laughs> you can use that. But like, th- does, I, does honestly, Lee I'm have just, a Does Lee have a discount code? It doesn't actually? matter. Peachtrees10. Okay. The thing is, I'm just like, listen, I'm very, I'm like blown away. Like w- somebody in a community has their, like, this is a new level, has their own shoes named after them. That's bonkers. So very proud Boots, of him. Even. Just want to yes. shout that out because I think I forgot to mention it uh, last week and a week before. It's been Look, on my in Maker News for like since a we're while. talking about Maker News. Um, oh, you something got one? else happened? Yeah, the, uh, I wanted to bring it up. I don't know if you've heard about this, Pete, but mm-hmm. Emma Kapar is pregnant. Ah, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Did I beat you to yeah. it? Is it mine? I kind of forgot to mention it. Honestly, so yeah. awesome. Uh, yes. Uh, it's mine, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yes, it's mine. It's mine. The odds are in, ever in your favor. Yes, we are expecting a little girl. We announced it today. Very exciting, and uh, she'll be here in July. Or I August. am not good at keeping secrets, but, and I've kept this. You secret kept for it a couple weeks. Dan's known for weeks, several now. weeks actually. Yes. Yeah, so I forget when you called me, but I feel honored to be one of the first person you called. You were probably number like two of non-family. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. you're up there, Dan. I mean, your family. Suck at like, everybody you know, else. Uncle, I've known for a long you're, time. You're drunk, Uncle Dan. You're Uncle Dan. You know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, that's. I won't say too many racist things at dinner. <laughs> like I'm uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you. I'm very, very yeah. Happy. Huge, huge congrats. We are awesome. very excited. For you. Welcome to Which, the Girl Dad Club. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I am looking forward to completely losing control of my house and being out number two to one. For the, it, it won't be you know. so bad until she turns about 14. Right. 
like all the up until then it's just smooth yep. sailings and then 14 it really is right it really is. okay yeah cool okay, i'll take note of that <laughs> thanks dan from zero to one and a half which is all that i have experience with is a lot of fun let me just tell you they're I'm, super cute i'm excited they're just little and then they're squishy you know but it like Kind of don't squish jump, him too hard, though. To, not, not too hard. No, or, or shake. You're not, not supposed to do yeah, that. Yeah, don't iron. shake. But like yeah, to jump back to the whole consistency conversation we had with Thomas earlier, like this has been such a distracting factor. Like we didn't really like talk about this at all, but like, like you know, Emma wasn't like sick or whatever, but like she was just tired for the first trimester, mm. and like I was kind of like, I was feeding off her energy. Like we're buddy buddy. Like we if. If I'm not feeling well, she's kind of down. If the weather's bad and we're both like, meh. So, like, when she wasn't feeling well, like, I wasn't, like, really energetic. That's why, like, the last three months I've posted, like, five reels. Because we've just been so focused on, like, what's next. Like, the future. Let's lock this stuff down. And so, it's been, uh, it's been crazy. So, if you've been, like, yeah, Pete's been MIA the last three months. Yeah. That's why. Kind of a also, sorry excuse not to be on social media like a, yeah right. Like a child. I mean, <laughs> the baby's not even he's, here. What's he's already excuse? throwing the kid um, under the bus. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just exciting. No, this is uh, this is why you. This is one of the reasons why you have a, a new uh, shop, not shop, office, office. arrangement, right? Well, because that was the other one's going to be a nursery now. Mm-hmm. So, to anyone watching the video or if you've seen my content in the last couple of weeks, like I, Emma moved into my office. It's our office now. And it's honestly, I cannot believe we didn't do this earlier. Initially, the whole thought was I was going to go into basement, start framing out the basement. I'll be down there with the printers, you know, like that's where I'm going to work from in a dark, dingy basement. Yeah. And she was going to take over my office and then the nursery is going to become her office because it's right next to her master. And I, we just, she had the thought, she's like, what if I like moved in here? I'm like, well, let me figure out like if there's enough room, I had to cut some pieces off my desk to make everything fit. But we're in here now. We have two L-shaped desks fa- facing each other. We got all our screens. We get to talk to each other all day while we work on stuff. We have a projector in here already from my uh, VR setup. So, like, we literally project, like, our calendar and whatever project we're working on on the wall on an 80-inch screen. It's it's awesome. I love having the, this setup. And if you watch the video right now, you'll see, like, a heart on the right side and a pink uh, bookcase thing. That's because Emma's stuff is on the run side and I'm on the other side. So we both have this like live stream background to, to play with too. So best move ever. If you're friends with your wife, if you guys like, if you like each other, you play, you know, you play well together. You don't need a weekend away from the missus. Join offices. It's awesome. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. I love the backdrops too. I mean, thank you. Love try to, good you know, style. It try to keep up that Instagram reality, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I'm My, yeah, super happy. That room is a disaster. Other than that one, spot, it's a mess. Like, yeah, there's stuff everywhere. I've seen it. <laughs> I mean, I just, like to proudly show off my disaster. So, whatever. I'm real over here. I mean, are we pulling back the curtain and telling people that when we post stuff on social media, that if you move the camera uh, two millimeters to the left or right, it's an absolute disaster? Just like. See. Stuff on the floor, <laughs> desks are full. Is that was just, that lotion and, and Kleenexes? And no, that's just paper towels and tissues. Oh, okay. And then there's a track saw back there. There's a surf prep sander. There's a, a Makita or not Makita, a Milwaukee. I am not moving my camera because no, this, this is, is the good spot. He 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 wants you to see the evil. He wants you to see, and he doesn't want oh. you to see the other stuff. Exactly. <laughs> 
Well, no, is that been, Dan? Is, is that one of your design uh, uh, side table designs behind you, Dan? Uh, one of your how yeah, many yeah. do you have now? That one. Six, seven, seventy-two side table designs. Dan's got I've so many. I love it. Four or five, actually. Those are awesome. But I have I have several in the in the oven that I'm cooking. That's cool. Oh, so does that mean a bun in the oven? Yeah, <laughs> I got a bun in the oven. <laughs> Uh, what do you say we get to questions then? Yeah, let's do it. Um, is it Black, Black Betty, I think? Oh, Black Betty. Ramble, ramble. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. We'll, we won't do what's on a bench for now, but we might. if we have time, I want to hear what Thomas is up to now. But uh, this one is from uh, Randy called us from Connecticut. Randy. Good morning, guys. It's Randy from Connecticut. I would say the very expensive Connecticut, but that seems to confuse Dan, it and does. we don't want to confuse Dan more than Dan's already confused. The question I have today, did you ever have a client or a new customer come with you to a project that you just didn't want to do? Either you weren't interested, it wasn't your area, or you just didn't have the time. So you gave them a go-away price, hoping they would just go away. But instead, they took your go-away price. Did you end up doing the project anyway? And what was the project? Thank you, guys. Love the podcast. So what do you say, Thomas? Um, you did commissions for a short period of time. Did you ever run into that situation? It was so short that I did not get out of the phase, the stage of underpricing my project. So I, again, uh, yes. I did, you know, I didn't do it for that long. I did it for like a few months. And so my prices were, I just underpriced. I was trying to get you know, just some income coming in with the woodworking and some experience. So I have given like, I, you know, there's been, you know, this or that brand that nobody's heard of and they have this little tool, whatever, you know, miter gauge, something that contour I've, contour gauge. something that I've given that FU price to. And, uh, it's been so high that no one has taken me up on it yet. So they usually don't like those brands. Normally, don't like to overpay. So, anyways, uh, that was a long answer for me having no real valuable information. So, uh, <laughs> none for me. Uh, Dan, what about you? Uh, well, I think most people know the answer I'm going to give, and that's the stupid doors that I did for that client a while back. Oh, the white oak. Uh, the white oak door. Yeah, yes. I remember I, it well. I kind of gave them an fu price. I really didn't want to do it. But at the same time, it felt like, okay, this is going to be a, a bit of a challenge. And turns out it was a huge challenge because the client was a pain in my butt. And then I ended up firing them after, you know, the second iteration that I made for them. Uh, granted, it, well, I was on the second iteration because I screwed up the first one and it cupped. But they they said the door was like an eighth of an inch too thin, you know, thickness of the door, which really didn't matter that much because as long as the handles and everything went on and and they wanted me to remake it a third time and i i that's when i was like nope i'm done yep. we're done weren't and they also them. keeping a door in a non-climate controlled under construction house yeah yep yeah it could have cupped a second time but i don't know i don't know you know humidity anyway, <clears throat> i can't remember <clears throat> exactly what randy asked but i think that's what he was asking yeah the the, the uh if you ever had a yeah. project, that, I mean, and he's going to hear plenty of this because I'm pretty sure he's making his way through the episodes still. Yeah, because uh, he mentioned yes, he I've talked about this ad nauseum. We've like. talked about this. You're getting trust me. You're going to hear the, like, the full length versions at some point on uh, what's on our bench. But 
Yeah. Uh, my doors, my door, like I said, it's the dandy that I, these are my doors and it's the ice climbing tools that I do. Oh, right. Yeah. Because I have very much like, I, I used to price stuff just to get the job because I just wanted to do it because I wanted to make people happy. And then I realized I was miserable with woodworking because I was building tables for a hundred dollars, you know? So I took on this ice climbing tool job. Initially, I, I way underpriced myself, like not even a third, like a quarter of what I'm making on them. Now I was, I was charging them. And cause I just, I didn't know how long everything was going to take. I kind of eyeballed it and then I was like, listen, I got to reset expectations. And I got it to a price where I was like, it wasn't even like the FU, it kind of was the FU price, but it mostly was like, I'm valuing valuing every part of my time and the machine runtime, like for the laser and stuff at a high value. That's the FU price, the per hour. And I'm just accounting the amount of hours that it's going to take. Here's the number. And then about last year, I was like, listen, I've been kind of giving you guys like the, the 10% off of my shop rate, so to speak. Uh, so I ended up bumping, you know, it was like, Instead of $65 an hour, I was like, it's got to be $75 an hour. And it actually worked in my favor because, again, it's a price that, like, I'm I'm like, I'm miserable when I do these things. But when they're done, I'm always very happy because it's like, it's good income, you know. So it's like, ah, it's nice. Right. At least I don't hate myself for doing this job. But the way it worked for me was last year, I told them in, in October, I'll do this batch for this price, $65 an hour or whatever. Uh, next year, we're going to go up to the 75. Suddenly they sold out of the stuff that I was making and they're like, Hey, can you get any done this year? And I'm like, I cannot guarantee that I'll get all of this done this year. No way in hell. They're like, what if some, can we have some this year? So I delivered some by the end of the year and I actually ended up delivering everything by the first week of January, but they paid this year's price for the entire last year batch to get it at at a you know a sooner time so you never know sometimes you know the fu price is going to work out even if you requote somebody for a long-term project it might help you out like in this case where they needed a rush job and they paid next year's prices this year or last year mm. so but again you've once you go through the episodes you'll hear all of this we've all had these projects yeah. it's definitely yes. a, it seems like a learning yeah. experience i mean we're all learning you know especially when you start out you're just learning what to chart like that seems to be the uh, oh, like yeah. Everyone sort of struggles with at the beginning and is a huge learning curve is learning what your value is, learning what to charge. It was definitely a learning experience for me. I've learned lots of things. Yeah, and and fight the I will say fight the urge of the initial excitement of getting the job because like the, I think the, that's the that's the that's the thing right yeah. there. You know, you you get the job and you see all the dollar signs. You're like, oh my god, yeah. I just sold a door for ten ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I this is going to be great. And then it's not, you, it's not, you pay with your soul. <laughs> Jeez. So uh. like, you know, I, even now, like I'm, when I reach out to brands or brands reach out to me, like, Hey, we want to work with you whatever. I highball them with an, or low ball them with their deliverables, whatever, however you want to look at it. But like, I ask for a lot in return for very little of my input. And then we work from there, you know, cause if they re- if they want to work with me, that's what they're going to have to put up with. So, Good question. Either way, good question. It's nice to revisit that one every once in a while. Uh, next one is entirely spoken in French, but I'll run it through a translator, and here it is. Hey guys, I just want to say congratulations to Papa Pete and Mama Emma. I think that Thomas Dan will agree that with me that 
making things for your child is one of the greatest things ever. Like I made a, a bed for my older daughter and I can't wait to make another one for my youngest too. Dan, Thomas, what was your favorite thing you made for your child? And Pete, do you have already ideas uh, to stuff to make? Like a laser cut crib, maybe? All right, bye. Uh, Dan, why don't you kick us off with uh, <clears throat> things you've made for your kids? What, one of my favorite builds all around was for my daughter. I made her a bunk bed. <laughs> And I called it a modern, like mid-century modern style bunk bed. I, I uh, slanted the legs, you know, and did all that. Um, <clears throat> and I made it out of construction pine. Whoa. I made this Can for you, her. Wait, 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 wait. Can you do mid-century modern out of pine? It was mid-century modern-esque. Basically, I just called it mid-century modern because I, I slanted the legs. Rustic, played the legs rustic a bit. mid-century I feel like, modern. I thought pine had to be yeah. at like a certain angle within like within 5% or within 5 degrees of 90. <laughs> no. <laughs> you no, can't no, do you like a 30-degree leg. <laughs> so I, I made this for her when she was, gosh, I want to say she was about 7 years old. And she still has it. It's still standing. <clears throat> she's still 7? She's, fift- she's 15 oh, now. She'll be 16 this year. Um, I do think she's going to grow out of it here pretty soon. I mean, she doesn't use it as a bunk bed anymore. As a matter of fact, we took off the top bunk, and uh, my son uses that mattress on his bed now. So it's not really a bunk bed. Um, yeah, I, I've made that. I made my son's bed. Not wasn't my favorite project. Uh, I've made <clears throat> I've made both the desks that my kids use uh, for them. So I've I've made lots of stuff. I made I even made a YouTube video out of this. I made a. Uh, um, a changing table. So like you can put your kid up on the table and change their diaper. I made that for my sister and that's a YouTube video of mine. It's an awful video. If you want to go watch it. You also made that actually, you made the YouTube video of the bed that you made for a client of yours as well. You remember that? Did I? Yeah. The, uh, the assembly video, how to assemble the bed. Oh God. (laughs) The the Puma ripoff. <laughs> yes, I I had to make that form so they knew how to put it together. Uh, yeah, thank you for reminding me that I put that out there. You're welcome. Yeah, so I, I've made several things for my kids, and Tomas right. Like it's those are some of my favorite projects. What about you? I'm you have two kids. Have you made anything for them yet? I have two. Now let me ask you this Thomas? before I answer. Are, uh, what was the youngest uh, your kids were when you made when you made them something? Would you say was it the seven year seven years old? Oh no! Um, gosh, put me on the spot here. <laughs> I think actually you might be right. I think it might be they might have been seven. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my memory's awful, so that could be wrong. No, I mean I only yeah. I only ask that because my kids are my oldest. She's just super old. She's almost a year and a half, and my youngest is super old. Yeah. My youngest is uh, almost five months. So I have not made them anything yet because they're <clears> still so young. I mean, they're, you know, the, the older ones in the crib. And I, I leave that to the professionals uh, making the crib because of safety and, and whatnot. Right. But, uh, but I will say I am excited to make them things when they can get excited receiving them. Uh, right. 
And that one, makes all the difference. It really one, does. Exactly. As selfishly, I want them to be excited and impressed and call me their hero. But um, <laughs> worship me. Yeah. yeah I am the creator. <laughs> one one project I will say, which I think will be the first project I make, and I'm going to do it, and anybody's welcome to steal the idea, is the Christmas time little villages, the little houses, the little things. I really want to make a whole little village out of out of wood, and maybe by that time I'll have a CNC or a laser engraver and engrave things on them, like my oldest daughter's Logan, and I can have like a uh, like a Logan's Bakery in the little village. She'll have the, her own little village, ba- her own little ha- uh, bakery, and then sort of give them those. You know, each Christmas they'll get another little house or building in the village. Uh, that's kind of what nice. I'm thinking. But I like that. I can, you know, exactly. The beds and the desks, I think those are fantastic ideas, and I'm excited. I haven't made anything yet, but it'll happen in the future. Yeah, Pete, what are you excited you could, about? You could always make your kids cutting boards, too. Yeah. yeah. Kids, yeah. Cutting boards. Your cutting kids board. love cutting boards. They right. love cutting boards. <laughs> Especially when they're about three, three, four years old. Yeah. Bottle That's openers. Pete. Yeah. Yeah. But it has to be, sharp knife they have to be magnetic, otherwise they're not going to care about it. No. no. Exactly right. Kids. Kids actually react to magnets under age of five, just so you know. <clears throat> okay. Uh, pro tip, uh, since uh, Thomas actually kind of brought this up a little bit, he, he said that he's going to leave uh, crib making to the professionals. If you want to piss off the internet, you make your kid a crib and then post it to Reddit. They <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Apart. Yeah. Internet's going to just set you on fire. <laughs> well, Pete, yeah. you will get this. I got this very i got this often when i people found out i was having a kid and they knew i did woodworking they asked if i was gonna i mean again it was a it was a fine question but you're gonna get asked if you're going to make their crib so just be ready and i said no i say <laughs> don't be a coward and well thomas i'm so glad you asked that or mentioned that because Are i've always like when i first got it where i first got into woodworking i was like I cannot wait to make my kid a crib because oh. <coughs> I was young and dumb <laughs> and I didn't know any better. And I didn't realize how long spindles take to turn and how many safety rules go into cribs. Oh, and there's so many. how easy it is to hurt a child or yourself with a crib that's poorly constructed. I mean, there's ones that are, have been made and tested and everything that are that get recalled because like something comes loose or whatever. So you got to keep in mind that kids are always trying to off themselves. Yeah, exactly. They're They're literally trying to off themselves and that's your whole job. Like I remember so many times where I should have died when I was younger because I just did dumb stuff. And that's the stuff I remember (laughs) when I had like control over my body. So, Mm -hmm. um, uh, several people, Ones, if not like high single digits of people already from the announcement that I did like, what, six, eight hours ago, whatever. uh, Already people are like, oh, you're going to make your own crib? The short (laughs) answer is, of course I won't. (laughs) Like, no way. It's like, that's the only reasons I listed it. And and the thing that really made me feel okay about this decision is Suman reaching out and being like, hey, whatever you do, or like, you think you're stressed now? Don't, don't try to build a crib. Ha ha. Sends me a picture of a built crib. Beautiful crib. Great job. Looks awesome. I know I'm fully capable of it. I have nothing to do with it. 
Uh, also, nice. our neighbors are nice enough where a couple, like a year ago now at this point, maybe a little more, before we were even like, hey, we're going to have kids, they were like, hey, we don't want to like intrude, but we have this nice crib. It's just taking up space. And Emma like looks at me like, you want to? I'm like, yeah, 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 we'll take it. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, well, we're going to have a kid one day. So let's put it in a basement. So we have a nice like pottery barn. I mentioned pottery barn earlier, like pottery and barn crib. We just need a new mattress and I'm set. I don't need to worry about it. Guess what? Changing table, there you go. Ikea or whatever other store. Any furniture. Throw some, throw some paint on it. Yeah. Boom, you made it. Dude, awesome. all the furniture, whatever, until they're like what Thomas said, until they're conscious age yeah. <laughs> where they recognize right. my greatness. Yes. You know, again, literally what Thomas said, where they recognize my greatness as a, as a carpenter. I am not putting any fancy furniture in that room. I'm not going to give them a white oak, white oak vanity so that they could just like draw on it. Get out of here. <laughs> right. I'm going to make, but I'm so excited to make. Sean Kirschwood though. All the, the all the tchotchkes, the knickknacks, and the what's a who's it's because like baby's rattle. Heck yeah, I'm making one. Random toys that are made out of wood. Heck yeah, I'm making them. Uh, uh, blocks. Yeah, I'm a, I'll make my own. I know it'll take 16 hours and a CNC and a laser and all this stuff. I'll but still do pride. it. But the pride, you get the pride, the bragging rights. And also probably, honestly, the post probably will do well, I think. Here's the thing. Wait. I think kids, like kids toys, wooden kids toys, especially modern wooden kids toys are great. I follow a couple of channels that make super awesome stuff. Um, it would feel weird for me to make it. I can finally do it. I can finally get into that field. <laughs> I'm taking all of them down. I've been <laughs> dying to break into that I'm mark. trying to take you all down. You know, so <laughs> I am very excited to make a lot of stuff for my kids but stuff that like isn't like furniture or whatever it's all the fun things and the main thing is and this is i cannot stress this enough i don't know how i'm gonna do this i'll figure it out as i go along the way but my main concern is i want to get this child involved and interested in making and in stem and science and tools uh i want the the child i want the kid to question everything and figure out a way to make it work. And that's, I think, more important than anything I'll build for them because right. if they know how the world works, that's 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 key right there. That's my and one thing. they'll pick up... You you and Emma both do that already, and they'll pick up on that and kind of follow along yeah. anyway. So you're well on your way. I Listen, feel like. if I... I often joke around about attrition where I wore my wife down over years and she finally was like, all right, I'll do this business thing with you with woodworking. I have no interest. I'm going to do the same thing with my kid. Just slowly wear them wear them down, <laughs> wear them down until they're like, you know, maybe <laughs> I do want to play in a shop on the weekend instead of hanging out with boys. You damn right. You do. No boys. No, she's a, <laughs> she's a lucky girl. She's got great parents. I have this scheme where I'm going to get my daughters really into golf so that I Ooh. can golf with them. And it's I get to play golf and it's also <laughs> family time. That is my scheme. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. A nice little pyramid I don't know scheme. why I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah. Just, too late now. It's too late. It's too late for me. I mean, listen, it's it's all about tricking your family into like your hobbies, right? Because yeah. then you mm -hmm. get an excuse to do it and your wife can't be mad. Nobody can be mad. Family time. <laughs> oh, right. I'm excited yeah. for that. Anyways, uh, we have, I think we have one more question from uh, Medium Bug. And uh, this one's for Dan. Hey guys, it's uh, Braden with Little Bug Woodworking. Uh, first off, Thomas, Tom, Tommy boy, my man. What's up? Um, hey. This is really just a question for Dan. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even call it a question. It's more just like a, 
<clears throat> like a thing. How upset would you be if I said there was actually a problem when I booked the hotel room for Workbench Con? Like, would that would that be like a like a big deal? Anyway, a have a great show, breaker. guys. Would definitely be a bit of a deal breaker on our friendship. <laughs> the mouth pop really got me. <laughs> <laughs> the delivery is unbelievable. Uh, when we pre-listened to this in the pre-show, my heart sunk. I was like, oh, no. We're way too close to Workbench Con. This can't be happening. I, but luckily, I have found out since that he is just trolling me. Yeah, he's but just with you. that would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. I, I actually I broke my own rule, and that is it's not a rule. I just never pre-listen to the stuff before. We literally, like, we wing it every week. We hop on mm-hmm. right at 9. That's why we're always late. But I listened to the questions and I heard that one and I go, oh, snap. Dan's going to be mad. <laughs> I was like dying laughing. And I was like, what? I'm like, listen to this. She goes, oh, shit. Also, <laughs> also I'd like to speak to Emma. I'd like to point out like during the pre-show when we pre-listen to this, uh, Emma's first response, like right away in the chat, she goes, you're not staying in our room. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? She knows. She I mean, understood the assignment. <laughs> wow. I really feel the love. I mean, I, I get it. You don't want to share, but dang. Dan, dang. I just want you to know that even though we don't want you to stay in our room, when we book our room, we think of you because we literally had this conversation with my buddy Carmine <laughs> where we're like, we're booking a, a room for even for Nashville. And I go, we usually get a, a dual queen room. Double just queen in beds. case. It's like no, it's not even just in case because I all I all I imagine when I when I think of that second bed, the one that like you know you open up your suitcase on, you offload your stuff or like the stuff you put your clothes on for the next day, whatever, or you place a Dan to take a nap in the middle of the day. That's the bed that Dan naps on. Yeah. Okay. How do I okay. know this? This has happened. Yeah. Could I just nap there overnight? No. <laughs> What's the difference? Daylights only. Oh man. <laughs> Well, like I said, I think Braden was just trolling me. I hope. Well, especially yeah, since was... this isn't the first time there's been a mishap with Braden and travel. No, no this would no. not be the first. <laughs> That's another thing Emma said <laughs> in the chat. She goes, Braden, do you need a travel agent? Yeah. <laughs> M- Maker Camp 2023 incident. The LaGuardia. Never forget. <laughs> the LaGuardia. The LaGuardia. <laughs> R slash the LaGuardia. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh Dan oh Dan anyway I think we're good I think we're good we're good, I we're, think good. we're good yeah no, right. we'll be okay freaking better be three weeks All away right. we are officially an hour and 20 in minus six minutes in there for reasons we won't talk about um, <laughs> I know do you want to do a little short what's on our bench we haven't done that and I think Tommy was looking forward to it yeah I want to hear what he's up to I don't care what me and Dan are doing yeah Let's hear what Tom's up to. I'll give you a little sample of what I'm up to. I'm building a stool, and I'm actually building two stools because I kind of messed up on the first one. I don't know if you've ever messed up. You probably can't relate. Where you like? I, I never messed up. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. So the first one's the first stool, and then there's a number two stool. Correct. I was gonna make a poop joke in there too, okay. but you beat me to it. Yeah. Also, why the six minutes are missing? <laughs> <laughs> the Watergate tapes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, stools. Yes, go. I got stools. Yeah. So I, I was, ma- I thought, what a great idea. I want to make uh, a shop stool, but it's going to be adjustable. I'm going to use 
a like plumber's flange. It's like where you can um, thread in like a like a threaded rod. And but I didn't know this. I think normal adults know this. I was unaware that there's different thread types that screw into different thread like receivers. And I had the biggest uh, headache trying to find the correct threaded rod to go into the the flange. And I like I found the type that it needed to be, uh, but I I couldn't find where to get it. So I finally I finagled it and I finally got it to work. But I thought I'm not going to make plans for this stool because it's when it's going to be tough to get the part. So I made a second one that just swivels, the swivel hardware you can get on Amazon, it's super easy. Uh, a lot of companies have them. But it's kind of like, you know, there's some slanted legs, it's made out of uh, white oak, it's, Ooh, I, don't know, I don't know if you've also done this where you over-engineer something and make it nicer than it needs to be. This was originally going to be a shop stool, but it now has a all white oak base with a mahogany round seat. Uh, so anyways, I'm making, I finished the adjustable stool. I'm finishing up the, um, the white oak, uh, swivel stool, and that should be done in uh, a few days and I'll put plans out for that one. But, uh, it just takes, I mean, it takes me long to build things in general, but when you film everything, like I film the videos for the plans and just cause like time is so valuable, anytime I build something, I, I also make it into a YouTube video. So filming has just been, has been, you know, it made it, it makes it take longer. So, um, that's what I'm working on those two number two stools, but they're coming together. Nice. They look good. Your, by the way, your videos were very misleading with the, like, I remember watching the clips of like, yeah, I'm making a stool and I'm adding some plumbing in the center and there's just a hole in the center. And I'm like, is he just making like a rustic bidet? Like what is that? <laughs> I had some fun with that and I'm having fun. I'm really going back and forth with the YouTube thumbnail and title where it could be something where like I added plumbing to a stool and then I took a picture where it's me next to that hole in like the base. Um, but then I'm like, I don't know. I, I might want to do a, because I have like the original stool that I built for my shop. I may want to do like, you've seen on YouTube, there's like three different types of stools that they build, kind of like DIY and then like mid-level and then pro. So I may do that instead. But yeah, that was a fun uh, little Or just do a thumbnail with the original stool and then the new one and just be like, old stool, number two stool. <sighs> Classic. There's going to be some poop jokes in the It's uh, all about, it's all about clickbait. Yeah. You have to. But it's yeah. all about genuine clickbait. You don't want to have every video you point into a piece of furniture and it says, I quit in like big letters, yeah. <laughs> which is a classic on YouTube. Yeah. We've all done. Uh, uh, number two stools. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's Are you I'm working, working on, on anything? Yeah. Pete? Me? Um, other than other than making babies or I just said dang kitchen island. We I haven't had time to even get in a shop a lot this week. You'd think that I'd be in there every day, but just I don't know. Just uh it's so hard to get in there and start working on stuff. We're also trying to film this into a video. So it's like I can't just go out there, work for an hour, and just start tearing stuff apart. I gotta set up a camera, record this, record that. I'm actually trying right. to incorporate Emma like most of the time when I'm shooting, she I want her behind the camera now. 
as much as possible. Like I need her involved in a process as, as much as we can to try to make sure that we're both very much invested in the process. Because if I just do this by myself, it's going to kind of go by the wayside. Well, that, yeah. I mean, you're paying her, so put her to work. There's Damn. that. Yeah. <laughs> I've had several people make the joke like, <laughs> Finding good employees is so hard. You hire them and six months later, they go on maternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. But, you know, so um, that's that's it. We're trying to redo that island. I need to get, I want, my goal is get the island done and get the video out before Workbench comes. Just an island, boy. So I have three weeks to do it. And if Thomas can do it, I can do it. That's a lie. He's way better man uh, than I am. I will try to be like Thomas and release a video. That's a horrible way to live. Do not be like me in any way. Really. Be, be, li- be like Thomas. <laughs> uh, but what about you, Dan? What are you working on aside from bow ties and things? Bow ties and Etsy orders, baby. Always, always, always. Although I feel like I'm making progress. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you are. So for the first time since the holidays, <laughs> I really feel good about my Etsy queue. So in around Christmas, my Etsy queue, which is all the orders that I need to do, was up near 90-something. That's too like many. It got ridiculous. I finally got it down below 20, which is great because my goal is to get it near zero before WorkbenchCon, so I, I don't have the stress of worrying about that uh, during WorkbenchCon. And like we've talked about before, never, ever, ever put your Etsy shop into vacation mode. Nope. That is just, just like an Etsy shop killer. Extend the time. I've heard. Yeah, so I've been doing that. Uh, as far as other projects, I will be doing more laser content, I think, in the near future. I won't say a whole lot more about that just yet, but I feel like there's going to be more laser content coming out in the pipe. I'm very excited to um, see that, Dan. Yeah, I am too. <coughs> uh, it's something I've been wanting to, to dive into, so I'm excited. Uh, let's see. I cleaned up my shop last week, kind of my my uh, center shop bench gets cluttered quickly. It's ridiculous. I I don't know how people do it. Like Thomas, I don't know how you clean up after yourself, but I shop I don't is know how too to do clean, it. Too clean, bud. Too clean. I don't know how, and it just it gets bad. Um, and basically, I need I'm ba- I'm calling people out. I if you're local, come get my scraps because they're taking over again. That's free wood. If I did my math right, that's free. My wood. scraps could literally keep a cutting board business afloat i feel like that's probably i should probably be selling my scraps as a matter of fact i've thought about doing that just like making um cutting board kits like pre-boxed or whatever and selling Mm -hmm. those well with how many i could probably make a good income on that with how many uh ZCIs and bow ties you're making i mean the off cuts are they just perfect for like cutting board strips they are perfect they're yeah. like 18 inches by an inch and a half oh yeah by four quarter that's, that's literally pretty good yeah. <laughs> they're perfect for cutting <laughs> board. That and that's size. that's what i've always like thought to myself okay i'm gonna keep these because one of these days i'm gonna be able to get over there and just whip out a bunch of cutting boards you need to like I, hire I just, a cutting board kid just, i really do and i had that for a while i mean isaiah was doing that back <clears> when he worked with me he would make cutting boards uh whenever there was time for him and that actually worked out well. But, you know, that's not happening anymore. So Back in I the day. Cutting board kits. I mean, that's a great idea. I do cutting have... board kits. I mean, Woodcraft has cutting board kits. I mean, I, people would, I don't know. That's a pretty good idea. 
I, again, that just takes more time and effort and I'm not good at spending time and effort on, on ways to make more money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not good at that. I, I really need to be, I need to have a shop manager that keeps me on track. <clears throat> you, I, I almost do need, need a boss. I need a boss. I think that's one of my problems. I don't have a boss. I don't have somebody like watching me and keeping me on track. I'm just like, eh, I'll get to it eventually. Well, you had a trail boss, right? <laughs> I do, yeah. but that's not good at bossing me around, oh. unfortunately. Okay. But I also have a pit boss. Maybe I'll. Oh? Yeah. yeah. But it's covered, so maybe that's the problem. Mm. 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 So long story short, I'm not doing a whole lot of anything different currently. It's same old, same old. But the here. numbers are down. That's the thing. The, the, numbers, the numbers are, are down. down. You're going to go to WorkbenchCon with a yes. single digit queue. That's the goal, baby. That's the goal. That's the goal. Dan, I'm curious. How are the, um, <clears throat> how do the, the side tables do? Because I know you were selling the seat tables, what you call the, the, the sofa seat tables, like those were going great. The slide tables. The table? slide tables. Yeah. Some of those new um, designs. Like I know the, um, how are how are the side tables doing? I know it's mostly bow ties and ZCIs, not as good as not as good as I'd like. I've sold a couple. I've sold. I think since launching it, I've sold <clears throat> maybe ten of those narrow tables, oh. and nice. I've sold five or less of. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. It's like a mid-century table where the legs are kind of like this. Yeah, I remember. There's, there's three legs, and I know this is an audio podcast, and you probably didn't see my fingers. <laughs> but uh, YouTube.com slash the podcast. Like five of those, and I've released a couple others, and I've had people inquire about them, and you know, just just waiting for them to take off. It's it's a it's a slow grind, really. I mean, they they don't just start selling right away. Yeah. It, it, they need to get momentum. You need to sell more. And as you sell more, Etsy will start showing them to more people. So yeah. it's kind of a slow roll, but it's okay. Last year, I did. I checked the numbers. I sold 50 of those slide tables last year. Nice. Wow. That's yeah. a big ticket item. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Keep so going, I'd like man. to. I'd like to get those numbers on some of those other tables too, but we'll see. That's really cool. It's all a waiting game. I'm doing my best. And your best is good enough. That's what I would tell is my that, students. Yeah. It'll have to be. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to have to be because I ain't doing any more. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it. That's me. That's me in a nutshell. How did I get in this bloody nutshell? <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to do the line. <laughs> uh, speaking of nutshells, Thomas, good. where can everyone find you? Uh, let's see. My social media is thomas.customwoodworks. YouTube is Thomas Custom Woodworks. My website is www.thomascustomwoodworks.com. And uh, I think that's all of it. Uh, Facebook, Thomas Custom Woodworks. I have a quick story about Facebook if you have a quick second. I got a quick we second. We got all Let's the time go. in the world. Uh, so, Logan from uh, Newman Special uh, uh, Woodworks on <clears throat> on Instagram and all the social medias, he posted a story, uh, this is a while ago, I don't know, a few months ago, about a fake account on Instagram, or it might have been on Facebook or Instagram. It was, it was on one of the social medias, and he was like, hey, could you, you know, this isn't me, if you could report them, that'd be great. 
And uh, so I was like, huh, I've never thought about doing this, but I'm gonna look and see if I have any fake accounts. And didn't have any on Instagram, none on TikTok. I went on Facebook, I had two fake accounts. Thomas oh, Custom really? Woodworks, my picture, same logo, same everything. I looked, one of them had a few hundred followers. The other one had 80,000 followers on Facebook. And Whoa. they were, and I looked, and it's, you know, fake accounts are, they're, you know, they're not good because they could post whatever. People think it's you, they could post horrible stuff. This person was just posting my Facebook reels, like the videos that I post on my fa- on my Thomas Custom Woodworks Facebook. They're what reposting them. And they were on the homepage of this fake account. They had my real website. So they were actually helping me get people to my real website. <laughs> so I was like, huh. So, like, like, this is, do I get mad? <laughs> yeah, I was like, do I shut them down? Still frustrating, but kind of like nice. Like they're helping I, me get more business. I'm mad with them. an asterisk. Yeah, it was like not good. I reported them, but I was like, interesting. I don't know what I'm feeling now. So that was kind I, of I should <laughs> keep an eye on your metrics because if it gets yeah. shut down, if you see like a half dip, you're like, Command Z, Command Z, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. So I was like, yeah, I was interested. I was like, it's so interesting that they were like kind of helping. They were like a jerk for having a fake account, but kind of helping me out at the same time. So. I know, but like. No, yeah. I dream the, of a day where I'm popular enough that people want to copy me and rip me off. Yeah, it was a weird yeah. feeling. But uh, yeah, Thomas Custom Wordworks on on everything. And, um, uh, and that's it. That's it. That's, That's it. Find me. Cool. I'll get all the info cool. from there. I, keep it concise. Everything's kind of got the uh, the same tagline. Thomas Custom Woodworks. Yeah. I, Dan, you know, Dan, yeah. where can people find you? At Thomas Custom Woodworks on Facebook. That's uh, but that so page got that's taken where all down. My links are. Yeah, my page, <laughs> my Facebook page got taken down recently. I don't know why, but um, that will you know everybody knows where they can find me. Oi. Oi. Oh, was I really going to pimp myself? Or no, we I mean, you, don't, you don't have to. I mean, if you want to. Oh, I I mean, you never know. You know. Somebody could be listening for months now and be like, you know, I, I wish I knew how to find these guys. Well, because they don't it, read. It's the in the show, show notes. notes. You could read the show notes or you can find me on Instagram. You expect Facebook our and... listeners to read. No, but I, I, I rather find you on Thomas's site. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me at thomascustomwoodworks.com. I'm there as well. As is our next week's guest. Which, if the stars align finally, which is very hard to do, uh, yeah, Jason, the Bourbon Moth, Hibbs, mm. and Keith, Jerry, and Lola Johnson are going to be on, <laughs> or not really on. We're we're doing kind of a mashup. It's a yeah. another Shop Sounds podcast. We're kind of yeah. doing both. I feel like we're both going to release a, a thing at the end. And fix, see who I think gets it'll more be, downloads. <laughs> yeah, it'll be both of our episodes. I mean, yeah. obviously, they'll probably crush us, but uh, whoa, whoa, this whoa, whoa, whoa. has been in the works whoa. for some time, a couple years. So the, Listen, the episode will be released on both podcasts, you think? I don't know. We haven't I really discussed so, yeah. it. We, right now, as it stands, we're having them on our podcast. We were originally trying to put together a little hot holiday extravaganza where we're going to have all four of us on and then maybe do like a Patreon episode or something. I don't know. Just... It, it was all ideas and yeah. everyone was too busy because holidays. So because holidays, we'll yes. because holidays, 
So anyways, Keith and Jason could also be found on Thomas's website. And mm-hmm. at the week after mm-hmm. that, we're going to have Pat and Carlina on from the Pine Barren uh, Pallet Works. Slash I think you can Gypsy. find them on Thomas's mm-hmm. website. Yeah, They're yeah, on yeah, Thomas's website as well. Yes. Yep. And then a week after that, we are not doing an episode because we, we're going to be at WorkbenchCon. If you want to find out more hey. about WorkbenchCon, go to Thomas Custom Built. Or what is that? I'm sorry. Thomas <laughs> G. Custom. What is it? Thomas Custom Woodworks. No, just yeah. Thomas Custom Woodworks. Yep. Uh, Thomas Custom Woodworks. I was like, yeah, wait, is there, yeah, was like, is there an initial yeah. in there? Yep. So yeah, all information can be found on that site. Go check it out. Go buy a plan. And uh, that's all I got, Dan. That rhymed. That's all I got. Hey, thanks everybody for listening and watching and uh, sharing the show because we know you're sharing the show with everybody you know. Speaking of rhyming. um, Also want to give another shout out to all of our patrons. Without you guys, the lights are not on. We do this in the dark. Uh, If you want to join patron, uh, if you want to become a patron, sorry, words are hard for me. You can go to patreon.com slash another podcast and get joined up over there. We have a couple tiers you can join. There's even a free tier, but, you know, whatever. That's odd. <laughs> I always thought that was odd when they came out with that. Right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Why if you want to help they, support the show, share it or do one of the paid tiers if you can. Yeah. We appreciate all of it. We really do. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> that's it. I think that's it. Uh, I think that's it. And uh, yeah. super secret code phrases. Goodbye. Bye 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 bye. Bye bye. Love you a long time. <laughs> bye. Dear Pete, congratulations on you and your wife being pregnant because it is, in fact, we are pregnant because you will do 50% of the work, including go get my f***ing snacks, bitch.